Welcome to Locked On Warriors. On today's show, the Warriors go up to 3-0 on the season and why they won't slow down anytime soon. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it's a Monday edition of Locked On Warriors, the only podcast bringing you the latest on the Golden State Warriors every day, Monday through Friday. I'm Wes Goldberg. However you may be listening, YouTube, Odyssey, or on your favorite podcast app, thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Well, the Warriors are 3-0, marking their best start since the 2005 season when they started that year 24-0. They ended up winning 73 games, breaking the record. Now, uh, this is a great start for Golden State. A California sweep to open the season over the Lakers, the Clippers, and then on Sunday night, the Sacramento Kings, which we'll get to in more detail here in a moment. But overall, look, the Warriors aren't going to win 24 straight games, but they're... They started off this season obviously very strong, very impressive wins. I actually thought that that Kings win was their best win of the season. I know Steve Kerr said it was their best two-way game. This is, I thought that was their hardest game of the season. I, and, and look, the Lakers are sort of rebuilding. They're still figuring out who they are. Obviously, going against LeBron and AD is going to always be tough, but there was there's like a lot of things happening over there. The Clippers, you had them at home. They still don't have Kawhi. They're still sort of they didn't have Serge Ibaka. They're still trying to figure some stuff out too. Both of them are good wins. I'm not taking anything away from that. But I actually thought the Sacramento Kings game was their toughest game. You have to go into Sacramento after you know maybe a letdown after those two LA games. You know we've seen this happen in the past with teams where you get a couple big wins and then maybe you have you have a little bit of a letdown. You overlook you know a. a uh, a traditionally bad team like Sacramento. So there, there was some potential, letdown potential there. But the Warriors went in there. They rally, come back against the Kings, win that game late. Um, and then I think Sacramento's actually kind of quietly pretty decent. Like more than... Look, I think the Clippers, if they get Kawhi back, they can win the West. If the Lakers figure this thing out, they can win the West. There's no world in which Sacramento can win the West. But right now, I thought that that team was a little bit more complete a little bit more of an identity, kind of knew who they were, and you know they like to play up-tempo. Uh, the Warriors, like I said, there was maybe some letdown potential. They could have went in on the road in Sacramento, maybe a little bit tired um, after touring the state of California, basically. like I don't know. I just thought that that was a really tough game, and Davian Mitchell, we knew he was going to come out and guard Steph Curry well, and by the way, he did, and he guarded Jordan Poole well, and he guarded a bunch of guys well, and he was awesome in that game for, for Sacramento, but... Again, not just because of their two-way play on both, uh, but like Steve Kerr said, very impressive. But I just thought that that was early on their toughest game of the season. They come away with it uh, with a really big win. Warriors beating the Kings Sunday night, 119-107, to outscoring the Kings 29-19 to in the fourth quarter to get that win. Um, and like I said, Warriors are not going to win 24 straight um, like they did six years ago. Uh, but they are setting themselves up for a very... Impressive start. They beat the Kings, are, and, and then two teams considered favorites in the West and the Clippers and the Lakers. They have to be feeling really confident right now. And as we'll get to here in a moment, they've got a pretty soft schedule coming up. You know what? Let's just get to it right now. Um, you look at who they've got coming up, and um, you go on the road Tuesday night in Oklahoma City. If Oklahoma City wins this year, it's a failure, right? This is a team in the Thunder that is tanking. Two of their next three games are against the Thunder. One on the road on Tuesday, and then they get them at home on Saturday. Before that, they play Memphis at home on Thursday. That's going to kick off an eight-game homestand 
um, with mostly pretty soft teams. Now, Memphis is good. Memphis looks really... John Morant just dropped like 40 on Sunday night. Um, he's awesome. We saw that Memphis gave the Warriors, obviously, problems late last season. So that's going to be a tough matchup, right? That Like that Grizzlies game could end up being the Warriors' first loss of the season, which would be fine if you start the year, what would it be, 4-1 and one at that point and then get Oklahoma City, you get to go up to 5-1 and one at that point, whatever. Um, you get Charlotte uh, at home. Charlotte has to come in from, from, obviously, the East Coast. That could be, the Warriors will be favored in that game, even though, you know, Charlotte, James Borrego, you know, very well coached. You know, who knows what's going to happen there. Um, New Orleans, still, you know, Kind of a soft team I, 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 at home. I like the Warriors' chances. Houston, another team that's tanking like the Thunder. Atlanta, that's going to be tough, but a winnable game at home. Minnesota, a little bit better than I think people expected them to be. Uh, obviously not going to be, you know, I still don't know they're going to make the playoffs, but uh, again, should be favored at home. And then Chicago, uh, the Bulls are pretty good. Um, that could be a tough game at home too, but again, at least you get them at home. I mean, by the end of this homestand, you could be nine and three, ten and two potentially. Like that's not out of the realm of possibility, and that's sort of the fast start that the Warriors were hoping for. Fast start that I predicted uh, during the preseason. You know, after seeing what they were doing in those exhibitions, I just thought that they were going to get off to a really good start, and so far, um, they have. Now, as far as what the rest of NBA media thinks, just I think it's worth going through some of these Monday morning power rankings um, across some of these different sites. Uh, the Athletic has the Warriors uh, as the eighth best team in the league right now. ESPN has them at number five, and then NBA.com. John Schumann, who and those are the best power rankings in my opinion. I think he just does an awesome job with the power rankings. He's got Utah at number one, and then the Warriors right there at number two. I mean, so this again, they're not going to start twenty-four and zero, right? But and Steph Curry joked, "Hey, eighty-two and zero, whatever." Like this is a team that goes out and expects to win every game, and that's what it was like five years ago. It was not what it was like during the 15-win season. It wasn't necessarily what it was like for most of last year until kind of in the end when they made that playoff push. Um, and that's good, right? And obviously they're not going to go 82-0, but Steph, just joking about that, just it underscores the, 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 the confidence that this team has. And you just, you know, you compare that to what was going on the last couple of years, and that's a huge difference. And you can't, I mean, you hear Steve Kerr talk about this team and all the expectations that are around this team, and so and, and I think this fast start only like buoys those that that confidence and obviously the Warriors' chances to break this playoff drought, get back into the postseason for the first time in three years. And by the way, when Clay Thompson comes back, even if you know he's going to be less than 100, percent but you bring him back into this mix, and all of a sudden, um, you know, you're you're asking guys like Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins to maybe even Draymond Green, hey, you don't have to do as much offensively and. The spacing is going to only help those guys, too. Um, just speaking individually about that that Sacramento Kings game, um, again, a really a really good game overall for the Warriors, winning that like they did the last two. Steph, two out of the three first games, hasn't even really played all that well. I, I know he went off for 45 against the Clippers. They needed those 45. He basically single-handedly won that game for Golden State. But against the Kings and against the Lakers, it was sort of the supporting cast helping him out the most. And, Steph uh, against Sacramento Sunday night, 27 points on 9 for 23 shooting, 7 rebounds, 10 assists, 3 steals, also had 3 turnovers. Not an awful game, but not really, you know, 45-point uh, in Fuego, Steph Curry um, right now. But then you get 22 points for Jordan from Jordan Poole, 11 from Damian Lee, 10 from Gary Payton. We'll get to him in a little bit. 17 from Andrew Wiggins, 14 from Draymond Green, who's been really aggressive, 14 on 6 of 12 shooting. Um, again, just a, a, a strong 
game up and down that roster. The Kings, uh, led by Harrison Barnes, he had 24 points. He was more aggressive. He's been actually really awesome for Sacramento early on. Davian Mitchell, that rookie that the Warriors passed on to go with Jonathan Kaminga, he came off the bench, 22 points. Um, Buddy Heald didn't really play all that well for them. Um, and the Kings um, basically led for a lot of that game. They led 31 to 29 after the first quarter. The Warriors needed um, a 29 to 19 fourth quarter um, to come back and win that game. Um, and, and so, uh, yeah, I think you you kind of you you get some late stuff behind behind Steph. You get a couple uh, key three pointers from Gary Payton, some timely baskets from Jordan Poole, timely baskets from Damian Lee. Um, and all of a sudden you're able to kind of claw your way back into that game and end up with a win uh, and ultimately a pretty comfortable win by the end there. Um, all right, coming up, why the Warriors are already seeing great returns on their decision to keep Gary Payton the second. But first, let's talk about prize picks. Today's episode is brought to you by prize picks. Daily fantasy made easy and easy is really what they're all about. As fantasy props and pickums get more and more popular, prize picks is making it easy for you to get involved. They do that with the best NBA DFS prop game on the market, offering more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator. This includes the prize picks power play. Here's how it works. Predict the over-under on a player's fantasy production, and you can win up to 10x on any entry, and it's just you versus that projected fantasy total. If you're a total sports junkie, prize picks even allows you to, to do uh, mixed sports entries. For example, you can take the over on Steph's score combined with the under on Patrick Mahomes in that same entry. And when you use the promo code NBA, you're going to get one, a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Again, just use that promo code NBA. Do it all using an award-winning app on the Apple App Store and Google Play App Store. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less, and it's uh, as simple as that. Plus, PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com. Use the promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. This podcast is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of that entertainment you love without the hassle. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion, and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, thanks for making Lockdown Warriors your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, so make sure you are subscribed and checking us out on YouTube as well. Um, all right, we're going to play a new game. We're going to call it Report Cards. The idea here is pretty simple. I'm going to select a handful of Warriors players, give them a grade based on their game from the night before, and let's get right into it with Jordan Poole. I'm going to give Jordan Poole an A for his game against Sacramento. 22 points on 8 for 16 shooting, 2 for 5 from 3-point range, a perfect 4 for 4 from the line. So 50-40, uh, 100 splits shooting. He also had 3 rebounds, 3 assists, and 3 steals. Had a block, only had 2 turnovers, which has been pretty good since he has been turning the ball over a little bit more than you would like. Um, but just another A game from Jordan Poole starting at shooting guard 
until Clay Thompson comes back. Um, and I thought Mike Brown had some interesting comments on Jordan Poole on the radio uh, recently saying that this guy's ceiling is all-star potential and he just needs to lock in defensively, keep the turnovers at a minimum. And as long as he's scoring the way he has, and it's been two out of three really good scoring games for Jordan Poole, uh, wasn't as good against the Clippers, but had really nice nights against the Lakers and the Kings to start the season. Yeah, I, I think his ceiling absolutely is all-star potential. I mean, why, why wouldn't it be? Um, and I just think it's really impressive. It's an impressive showing from not only the Warriors' developmental staff and, what, and the work that they've done with Jordan Poole, which has just been awesome. They've been so patient with him as a late first-round pick. Also, getting a guy that late in the first round who's even a rotation player is hard, let alone a borderline starter the way Jordan Poole is right now. And, um, yeah, he needs to lock in defensively. He needs to get more consistent defensively, but he is getting better at that. You know, the three steals on a block last night against Sacramento is, shows the kind of stuff he could do on that, that end. Look, he's, not, he's inherently not going to ever be, like, a guy who's going to be super switchable. He just doesn't have the size or the, you know, the, the blow-you-away athleticism to do that. But he can make plays for you, right? He can anticipate and jump passing lanes, he can, and so you can get the steals there. Um, you can even get some chase down blocks and things like that if you can be timely with it. Um, and he just needs to be in the right spot at the right time. And it takes guys at his size to get better. And look, we're just now getting to the point where he's an efficient scorer on most nights. So, you know, there's no reason to try to expedite all this stuff, even though I know the Warriors have um, pretty high expectations for this season. But for Jordan Poole, it's been a win all the way around. I give him an A for what he was able to do against the Kings. Um, and then I want to go to Andrew Wiggins. Uh, I'm going to give him an A-. minus. Um, I give him an A- minus because, look, offensively, 17 points on 6-for-13 shooting, 2-for-5 from 3-point range, 3-for-4 from the free throw line. He had 4 rebounds but didn't have, a, didn't have an assist, didn't have a steal, no blocks, nothing like that. He was a team-high plus 18, and I think most of that was because of what he did on the defensive end. Um, and I do have some stats here. He spent most of his time guarding De'Aaron Fox, who had just... Four points uh, when guarded against Andrew Wiggins and uh, also was forced into two turnovers when guarded against Andrew Wiggins. So you look at, like, the rest of uh, De'Aaron Fox's... I mean, he had 17 points on 8 for 16 shooting, 50% from the field. Um, he did have seven turnovers. Wiggins forced two of them. Uh, but he had 17 points, six assists, and five rebounds. It was a pretty nice night for De'Aaron Fox, um, all things considered. And... But not like what the Kings need from De'Aaron Fox, right? They don't need 17 points on efficient shooting. They need 25 points on efficient shooting, and they need them to keep the turnovers at a minimum. But you have you start Andrew Wiggins guarding him, and I think it just takes him out of his rhythm a little bit. And that, to me, is the value of Wiggins. And it's interesting that they use him. He did spend quite a bit of time on Harrison Barnes, but they used him more on De'Aaron Fox. They said, hey, De'Aaron Fox is the head of the snake of the Sacramento Kings up-tempo offense. If we could take him out, then we have an advantage. And they And to do that... They turned to Wiggins. Um, and this is what Steve Kerr has really used Andrew Wiggins for since he got him, uh, you know, a year and a, a, you know, a season and a half ago was sort of the Clay Thompson role defensively, right? Clay, for years, would pick up the best opposing ball handler so Steph didn't have to, freeing up Steph to do things offensively and not use so much energy on the defensive end. Uh, that's Wiggins' job now. And that to me, is I know when you when you traded Wiggins for De or when you traded D'Angelo Russell for Andrew Wiggins, um, that was what I was most interested in. Obviously, he fits a need at small forward. Um, he kind of makes the lineups click into place more. There's some things that are 
you know, there was obviously concerns about Wiggins coming into Golden State offensively, the inefficiencies, the forcing, the mid-range jumpers, all that stuff. But what I was most interested to see is if he could pick things up defensively. And so far in Golden State, he absolutely has. He's been better on, on defense with the Warriors than he ever was in Minnesota. And that's been a huge boost for this team because now it gives you somebody that can not only pick up opposing ball handlers the way that Klay Thompson used to while Klay has been out, but potentially when Klay comes back, we don't know what he's going to look like. Lateral quickness, all that stuff. Is he going to be able to pick up opposing ball handlers that way? Andrew Wiggins is insurance in case Klay cannot do that. And maybe if Clay Clay's a little bit bigger, I think, just like stronger than Andrew Wiggins, even though Warriors coaches will tell you that Andrew Wiggins is underrated strength. But, you know, Clay is a stout defender. I think that, um, you know, if he comes back and he can't defend opposing ball handlers the way he used to be able to, then you could slot him into onto a Harrison Barnes and allow Wiggins to keep guarding the deer and foxes of the world. You know what I mean? So um, it's been a good showing from Andrew Wiggins, not just against Sacramento, by the way, defensively, but for this whole season, I've been pretty impressed with what he's been able to do. Um, our final report card, we're going to hit up Gary Payton the second. I'm going to give him an A. Two big early fourth quarter threes, um, which is huge for Gary Payton, right? Because this is not a guy, this is a guy who whose lack of an outside jumper has kept him out of the league because we know what he can do defensively. He's been impactful defensively um, all season long. He's found some cutting lanes um, when, when those opportunities uh, present themselves. And he had 10 points in his 17 minutes against Sacramento. He's been awesome. And this has been a great utilization of the Warriors' 15th roster spot. Remember, they might have not even filled this spot. It was kind of between Gary Payton II, Avery Bradley, or just not filling it. And so they waived Gary Payton. They waived Avery Bradley. They only had 14 players for a couple of days there, hoping that Gary Payton II would uh, clear waivers. And then he did. And then they brought him back on a cheaper contract, um, and, uh, and, you know, a little bit less guaranteed, added more flexibility for them. If Gary Payton didn't pan out, they could always waive him with very minimal penalty, very minimal cost. Um, but it turns out that Gary Payton, I mean, look, the Warriors were without Andre Iguodala against Sacramento. So that opened the door for Payton to play a little bit more, but 17 minutes, 10 points. He was a plus six, huge energy in the second half. We saw that energy, um, already in the other, uh, couple of games, this season, and he's really made the most now of being in this 15th spot. And you, you hear teammates and coaches talk about it. I mean, this is the way you utilize that 15th man, a specialist, uh, um, and in, in Gary Payton's case, a defensive specialist, who when he checks in, you know exactly what you're getting. With Gary Payton the second, he stays ready. He plays with high energy. He's one of the best on-ball defenders in the league. You know exactly what you're getting. And having him to help slow down a guy like Davian Mitchell, who had 22 points, for Sacramento, uh, being able to put him on Fox, Halliburton, whatever it might be, uh, is just is, is really beneficial. And uh, I think he's just he's been a home run uh, pickup for them with that 15th roster spot so far this season. Um, all right, let's hear from our friends at Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has a ton of delicious flavors? There's something for everybody. And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorite flavors. And if you don't know those flavors by now, well, you're missing out. They have coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. Um, my favorite flavor is all the fruit ones, but I've been watching uh, the, the the Great British Baking Show, you know, in the middle of NBA games and stuff when I just need a break from sports, and it's a nice little break. Not embarrassed to admit it. And uh, they just had a German uh, chocolate cake episode, so I think I'm going to try. I don't want to eat a bunch of German chocolate cake to fix that craving, but um, I might get the German chocolate cake built bar for a healthy 
alternative. Uh, Built Bars are not just great tasting. They're healthy, too. Check out these macros, 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs, amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. So here's the offer. Go to Built.com and use that promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to get 15% off on your order. Again, when you use that promo code LOCKED15, you're going to get 15% off at Built.com. This episode is also brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's impossible to, for, uh, for your local chain auto parts store to stock all of the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning uh, and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership when you could just go to rockauto.com? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and then write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Uh, so, all right, that's pretty much the show for today. But as a reminder, um, and as you know, this is my last week hosting Locked On Warriors. Um, so, look, it's kind of, it's starting to get a little bittersweet. Um, I've obviously moved to Miami. Those of you who have been listening to the show, paying attention, know that. Um, and I've taken a job here covering South Florida sports, uh, returning home to my roots, uh, around my family, with my fiance, and everything like that. So um, doing this show has been an absolute pleasure. And um, getting to meet uh, people like you, sometimes in person, mostly digitally, through email, Twitter, comments, whatever it might be, um, it really is appreciated, especially when somebody like Fox Hayes writes in on um, Apple uh, podcast ratings and reviews. Locked on Warriors is a fantastic podcast to get your Golden State Warriors news, analysis, and game reviews. Wes, great job on the podcast. And I wish you the best when you move on to bigger things. And I really do appreciate comments like that. Um, I know that there's um, a lot of negative stuff out there online, but I'm telling you uh, the most rewarding part of doing this show has been comments just like that. Uh, hearing how you guys listen to the show, why you listen to the show, what you enjoy about the show. I'm telling you, this has been more than the money that they pay me for this thing, more than the access, more than just uh, getting to hear myself talk. Um, it's, it's stuff like that, knowing that this made a difference, uh, for you guys. And by the way, you guys are the reason the show is successful. I think we just broke through on the top 200 of all sports podcasts on Apple iTunes, which is a pretty big deal, um, for a local show that only deals with one team, right. To, to break through in the top 200, like that's huge. The listening, the, the listenership since I took over two years ago is, you know, been up like 500% or something like that. Like it's just the success of the show has been absolutely awesome. And it's been so fun to be along for the ride with it with you guys. I know you'll be in good hands. You'll be taken care of by the Lockdown Podcast Network. The show will continue. I will continue to host Lockdown NBA, and I, t I promise you I will get as much Warriors talk uh, on a weekly basis in as possible. Uh, as far as the rest of the week goes, Connor Letourneau from the San Francisco uh, Chronicle and Bram Hillsman, who hosts the Warriors Huddle Podcast, will both join me for tomorrow's show. It's a little bit later in the afternoon. We're planning to record... Um, around like four o'clock or so in the afternoon. So it's going to be a little bit later getting that one out. 
okay? But be patient because it's going to be worth it. I promise it will be worth it. We'll have a recap of the Thunder game. I want to get a mailbag in, so like Fox Hayes did, writing in a five-star review, uh, rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Easiest way to get your question in is to uh, leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and leave uh, your question for the mailbag in that review. Let's get those ratings up uh, before I take off so that those ratings are up for whoever takes over next time. Um, it'll help them out a lot. Um, and so we'll have a mailbag. And then for the Friday episode, which will be my last episode, um, I'll have a little bit of a recap of that Grizzlies game, of course. Um, and then, I don't know, I'm still trying to plan what else to do in that final show. If there's any ideas, if there's a guest that you may want, please leave that in the comments section. Leave it in a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Do it on YouTube. Just leave a comment on YouTube. What do you want to see? Who do you want to guest? Like, what, what can I do to help us all go out with a bang here? Um, I really do appreciate it. Uh, I'm sorry for spending the entire final segment of today's show talking about all this, but it's just important um, just to remind you guys and, and just to say how thankful I am um, and how much I am looking forward to this last week and looking forward to everything that we got going on, um, but how much I'm really, truly going to miss doing this. And I'll, I'll have reminders and little emotional soliloquies throughout the week, uh, which I know you'll love. That'll do it for today. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Locked on Warriors on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Comment, leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Reach me on Twitter at WC Goldberg. Thank you for making Locked on Warriors your first listen every day. Now, make your second listen, Locked on Fantasy Basketball. Uh, Josh Lloyd hosts the number one daily fantasy basketball show on the planet. It's free. It's available on all platforms. I'll catch you next time, guys.